This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the stinking truth. It's a great call by you. Uh, no. Miami was very happy to get back to the sun, weren't they? Ooh. Like... You, you tell me as a former player, because just as a fan watching, mm-hmm. I saw a team that didn't want to be out there. Yeah. I saw a team that did not want to be out in the cold, and they literally looked like a team all afternoon, all evening long, that was just looking to get back onto a warm bus. How's that happen? Yeah. In a playoff game. <laughs> um, one of the things I always say is talent's wasted on talented people. <laughs> there is a... There's an aspect of this game that is is pure toughness. You know, all balls. And, you know, although your balls shrivel up in that kind of cold, <laughs> it uh They do. Yeah. It is one of those things, man, you gotta have dudes. You gotta have dudes. And the other thing is you can't be a team that all your all your stuff all your plays all your concepts are related on we're more talented than you because especially come playoff time when you play against other good teams and you play against the elements as well and all of a sudden that talent on that field condition on that turf in that cold all of a sudden it levels the playing Mm -hmm. field then you get exposed for not being able to Grind it out. Like, when I watch the Miami Dolphins, the majority of everything they do is in the run game, for instance. Perimeter toss, pitch, what we call in the West Coast, obviously, the transportation series. Get outside, you know, crack toss and all that kind of stuff, right? And it's, it's you know, based on speed and athleticism. and then It's not just downhill. We're going to drive you off the football. It's – it yeah, it, so – and then, you know, you, you look at them playing with leads and being able to, you know, I, I just there's a there's a a toughness element to the Miami Dolphins that just doesn't exist. And sometimes I, I, I would ask you, environmentally, I, I get the same thing with the Chargers. Like back when they played in San Diego, I go, the problem with the San Diego, we're playing a Super Bowl there. And it's just glorious, right? January. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful out. San Diego? Oh. Our practices were flying around. Our practices are sharp and crisp. You get done with practice, you know, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's freaking gorgeous out. You go down to La Jolla, you know, get yourself a cocktail. <laughs> like, like when you play yeah. when you play in New England or yeah. you play in Denver or you play wherever, you know, where, there's, where it's just – like Seattle, or you play yeah. even in San Francisco to a degree. Like in November, things aren't going well. The coaches are up your ass, just up your ass, and <laughs> the fans are on your ass, and everybody's calling, <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? And then you 
you know, get done with practice, and you watch the film, you get in your car, and it's freaking pissing sideways, and <laughs> it's cold, and it's nasty, and it's gray, and life is just miserable. miserable. The only way to fix it is to get a victory right. somehow. Just a victory, I gotta man. I got to work a little harder. Right, I just right. got to... And you work in, you played in San Diego or in Miami. You like walk out and you're like, hey, life is good. Let's go have a cocktail. Well, we, we were playing, we were playing in Miami, Super Bowl in Miami. We back to back. I mean, so many Super Bowls, they all flow together. Yes. So we were playing the Super Bowl in Miami, and I will never, ever forget it. I'll never forget it. So we come back to practice. We have, you know, Tuesday night off and and um, Monday night we did like player whatever. Like we we went out and had dinner together as an offensive line group and everything else. Then Tuesday, you know, we had the day off or whatever. And so we show up to work on Wednesday. And one of my teammates, I think I'll just leave his name out of this, um, but he played on the defensive side of the ball. And he wrote on the grease board. There's a big grease board in, you know, just giant grease board in um, in the, the locker room in Miami. And he put up the 10 top reasons that the Miami Dolphins will never play in the Super Bowl. And they listed the 10 strip clubs that he'd been to. <laughs> and he goes, there's no way you could focus on football here. Like, there's no possible way. And you know, I, I think that I mean that's my theory about these these teams that play in these pristine, beautiful conditions. Plus, you also had you know Mike McDaniel. I, I think everybody likes Mike McDaniel. Sure. You former ball ball boy for you, yeah. And he was kind of a breath of fresh air, fresh air. But there was an element of the way he kind of carries himself that you know he's the. Um, He's he's kind of reinventing football. Yeah, you kind know? of anti Belichick. You know, yeah. You know, he's wearing the you know short pants and he's running off the field mm -hmm. and he's he's mic'd up for hard knocks and he's like, you know, I I think we're gonna get a touchdown here. And there's this real mm -hmm. like he's kind of reinventing football, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it it wasn't just him. People were really latching on to the idea that wow, Mike McDaniel is really a breath of fresh air and he's yeah. he's bringing a whole new look to it. And so there was kind of an element for me of like, you know, it was kind of good to see him get his comeuppance, if you will, to mm. just kind of remind everybody that the ways that people have always won football still work today mm. in the playoffs in bad weather. And he, he and the Dolphins kind of got exposed for that kind yeah. of stuff. And there was part of me that was kind of like, it's good to know that the old ways still work. I just think, I mean, you look at Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. You look at every team that won. What do they have? Quarterback who absolutely picked people apart from the pocket. Stayed on schedule. Mm -hmm. Teams that ran the ball. Like, you look at Houston. C.J. Stroud had 21 attempts. That's it, 21 attempts. Ran the ball more than they threw the ball. Look at Green Bay. Jordan Love had 21 attempts. Ran the ball more than they threw the ball. Like, it, it's it's as much as we try to morph it into college football, it's not college football. It's professional football. And it's played on a different field with different hash marks. And it just changes the way the game is played. The other thing you have is every team from a roster standpoint is, is created equal because 
you don't have five teams to get all the good players. So you just can't out-athlete people in the National Football League. And so it just is a, it's a different animal. And I know that all the, you know, analytics geeks and all the college football freaks try to make the NFL college. It's not college football. Yeah. It's different. And, you know, and, and, and having a guy that can operate from the pocket, having a guy that understands that the, the feet of the quarterback generate offense, right? The timing of the offense has held the quarterback's feet. And the timing of the passing game and the rhythm of the passing game is is held the quarterback's feet. Like, I always say this about, about a team that's a, a finesse football team. You know what you can't do? Finesse yourself back into a rhythm offensively. My experience in the NFL says you cannot, hey, when you're rolling and your passing game is great, awesome. You can stay in rhythm. But you know what happens when you get out of rhythm in the passing game? You can't finesse yourself back into it. You know what you got to do? You got to line up with fat people. You got to get two tight ends. You got to get a full back. You got to get a running back. You got to beat people up, bludgeon people up, force them. I, Mike, I, I remember Mike Shanahan all the time being offended when we're playing teams, offended that someone would try to play us in too high safety. Are you fucking kidding me? Too high safeties? We're going to run that. We're bludgeoning them out of that. We'll get one on. We'll get a single high safety up there. We'll get one on one on the outside. <coughs> And then we'll cut them up in the passing game. But how dare you try to play me in two high safeties? Like today's NFL, it's the Vic Fangio effect, right? And play shell, right? And we're gonna. I mean, are you kidding me? We'll beat your ass. But too many teams aren't constructed that way. There's too many guys that think they're smarter than everybody yeah. else, right? It was like with, in the case of McDaniel, like we see the the uh, influx of, of analytics, right? Mm-hmm. And people look at analytics in all the other sports. And it was almost kind of like McDaniel, and I, I know this is probably being un- unfair. Mike McDaniel's a good football guy. But it was almost like the, yeah. the analytic guy all of a sudden got to coach a football team. Mm-hmm. He got to come yeah. down from the front office where he hangs out with all the other yeah. analytic nerds. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was given a whistle and a play sheet and allowed to go coach a football team. Yeah. And there, so there was part of me. It's like I don't know if I want to see the analytic nerd yeah. succeed. Uh, he's a br- like he's a he's a brilliant football over, guy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm generalizing and I'm using mm-hmm. McDaniel kind of as a stereotype. But yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's definitely a brilliant football guy. But it just was, you know, it just is one of those situations where where that stuff, a lot of that, just kind of. We're gonna trick you, or we're gonna out coach you, or out scheme you, out X's and O's you. It is great during the regular season. It's great in September and October when it's nice out. But and this is what I love about the NFL. The end of the day, it's who captures and wins the line of scrimmage, and that's really what it boils down to more than anything else. So the 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 old school, new school. There's nobody more old school than Mike Tomlin. There's nobody more old oh, wait school. A minute. One second, really quick. Yeah. Just to interrupt you. Speaking of that Miami Kansas City game. Yeah. Are you going to get to Kansas City? Do you want to talk about Kansas City? Yeah, let's I mean, do let's since they, they do play this they, week. Okay. Yeah, since so let me just let me just say this. Like quick thought on Kansas City. Quick thought. One is 
how in the hell do you not stop a game when your quarterback's got a gaping chasm in his helmet and the helmet's broken and clearly cracked if you're all about player safety? Like, if a guy gets dinged, we send him off the field to the independent neurologist to check him out, right, to make sure that he's good to go before he's allowed to check back in the game. How in the world, what, what did Patrick Mahomes with that broken helmet play another three plays before they, with the helmet, how's the official saying, no, dude, sorry, you got to go get a new helmet? Like, how does that, how does that even happen? Meanwhile, they're stopping the game. You know, he's checking out one helmet, checking on another one. Right. You're you're not supposed to be allowed to do that. Yeah. I, you I got to come off the field, put the backup quarterback in, the game goes on, but. I broke a helmet in Green Bay, freezing cold ass game, just I mean freezing ass cold, and now it wasn't the helmet, it wasn't the plastic part, it was a face mask that snapped, so it was just dingling around, right? So I take it off between plays, I chuck it to the sideline, and another guy chucks me his helmet. It was Ralph Tam, grabbed your jaw. It was like a bobblehead helmet, right? It was <laughs> way too big. First, and the other thing about playing in that kind of cold, right? He's standing on the sideline with that thing. So it's like putting on an ice tray out of your freezer, like clunk. I mean, it was miserable. <clears throat> Played the rest of the, the series, however many plays. That was three or four plays before, you know, we ended up punting. We were getting our ass kicked. Um, and and while they were fixing my helmet on the sideline. But, like, how in the world can can you be allowed to play with a broken helmet? Because you're Patrick Mahomes, like, Mark. A, apparently. The but, rules don't apply to you. Dude, I... I I hate the fact that I'm about to say this. I really do. Kansas City's a problem. I think Kansas City. Did they going. flip the switch? Yeah. They did? I think. They just slept walk through the season and now they're back. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes has the best defense he's ever played with since he's been there. The best. All of a sudden Isaiah Pacheco, that dude is like an he's like a banny rooster, man. He's just like you know, he's doing this, walking through the, going through the line of scrimmage. That dude's got a little, that guy's got a little Cock stinger. of the walk. Yeah, cock of the walk. <laughs> he got a little stinger going on. He's running hard. And then all of a sudden, Rasheed Rice, mm -hmm. 130 yards receiving last week, eight or nine, eight catches, something like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Travis Kelsey had 71 yards receiving, ten, I think 10, seven catches maybe. Seven catches, 71 yards, and dropped like three balls. Do they they feel like they flipped the switch? And but, they've got... But, but hold on, let me interrupt because I know what you're saying, but do you realize this, this week's game at Buffalo is the first... First time Patrick Mahomes has ever played a true... Road game, right? Not Super Bowls. Super Bowls are neutral sites, right? Yeah, he's been this will at be home the first every time. time. Yeah, so one he lost one AFC Championship to to New England on the remember on the uh, the offsides penalty. <laughs> yep, Brady gets intercepted, and uh, yep. I can't remember who was lined up uh, offsides. Uh, Poe, 
Was it Poe? No. Chris Jones? No, he wasn't there. Chris Jones wasn't there at the time. It wasn't Tom Ali. It was the uh it was D Ford. D Ford. That's D right. D Ford. Good call. Yep. D Ford yep. was offside. Yep. yep. And then he lost in an AFC championship to uh, Joe Burrow. But he's played every game at home. Yeah. I mean, it's it is it's remarkable. But you yeah, you think the see, I think I think Buffalo's been this is oh, their man. moment. This Bu- is Buffalo's moment. They like get they're at home. They're in front of the mafia. They they got momentum. They had a bunch they, of injuries on the defensive they side. Did, but they, they got Mahomes now coming to their place. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, we'll talk about that later. Right. Later on in the week, you could pick against me again. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I pick first this time. Okay, fine. Spe- All right, we'll get into the the Bills. Uh, but one thing that came out of the Bills game that I'm curious: Josh Allen did the fake slide Ye- and kept running. He did. He kind of, uh, and then he popped back. He did go all the way down, no, but he kind of stopped. There, you saw the defensive players. They were anticipating. Mm-hmm. So, is this is this something the league has to do? We see Mahomes do this a lot of times. Mahomes will run along towards the sideline. Act like you Everybody's, step out of everybody backs off because they know they can't touch him, and, and then he'll end up, you know, scooting another three or four uh, yards. Yeah, yeah. So, my thought process on that, and this is part of just the era I grew up in. Uh-oh, you're going to offend some people, aren't you? Well, I don't think I'll. Well, I, no, I don't some. think I'll, Well, some, yeah, just the snowflakes. But okay. this is where if I'm a defensive coordinator, I was saying, hey, guys, we can afford two personal fouls in this game. And I want you to decapitate the quarterback. If he's going to pull that bullshit, we're going to hit him. And, you know, later on in that game, Miles Jack get called for a personal foul when he did slide, but it was late, and Miles Jack was already kind of in the air, and he even tried to pull his hands up. But he hit Josh Allen. Josh Allen throws his arms up in protest. Like, oh! Like, dude, you're six foot five, 250. Stop it. So my thought process, and you think about all the good defenses back in the days. You go back to the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens, the 2001 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2013 Seattle Seahawks at the 2015 Broncos. There were probably two personal fouls a game that they felt like they were like, okay, we're going to cap this thing at, you know, one and a half or two. Anything over that, you're going to cost us opportunities. But there's an intimidation factor there, and there's a send a message factor there. And if I'm Kansas City, I'm saying if Josh Allen takes off and runs, and let, like if it's anywhere close, Absolutely lambaste his ass. We'll take the 15 yarder. And conversely, with Mahomes along the sideline. Absolutely. Same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that I think that's one of those situations where quarterbacks are taking advantage of the protection. And that's garbage. So make them play football. This is why quarterbacks should not be allowed to win the MVP. They don't play football. They play quarterback. And I don't like it. Gee, I can't tell. <laughs> so, Jeez. a little frontier justice is due. Well, you should. You want, if you want to play that little game, yeah. you're going to play that little game, well, we get to play too. And, I mean, think about it, how hard it is as a defensive player to <coughs> to be in the right situation. It's like, and, and, to, and to, you know, to, to try to parse everything. Am I right. too high? Am I too low? Am I, you know? It's just not. 
it's not a good thing. And I even watched the game that Chris Collinsworth called where I can't remember who got hit in the knee on a Higby. Higby, yeah, and he tore his ACL, right? Yep. It's like you ask any player, man, they, they would much rather DBs go chest high than at the knees. Yep. And so, you know, I mean, I know we got all, you know, freaked out about head trauma, which I, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, I'm going to be careful. Um, it's important, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of things that haven't been actually looked at that it, well, I'm, I'm not going to Topic for another day. Yeah, well, I mean, let me just say this. Let me just say this. They, uh, like, science looks at it like, you know, CTE. You play football, CTE, freak out, kill your family, blah, blah, blah. They don't look at, like, w- what role does depression playing this like you leave and you no longer can play and that's all you've done your whole life like is there a moment of i don't know what i'm going to do with the rest of my life is there a moment of you know of that how do drugs and alcohol affect uh brain health and all that kind of like all these different like how to how does being addicted to opiates or were painkillers were a big thing in my day in my day they walk down the plane and hand you painkillers when i first got in the league yeah like m&ms yeah how many you need yeah Two, three, wash it down with a beer. There you go. I mean, that's just the way it was. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to condemn anybody or, or, but like all that stuff needs to be looked at, not just, oh, you got hit in the head. Now you, you know, now you've got CT. I just, I don't, I think like a, a lot of things that can be circumvented. Like I, I just don't think all that research is honest research. I really don't.